0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday,
1: February 12th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and the hot topic issues in the near Tri-State area.
0: And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV.
1: I'm Ben Oppenheimer.
0: And I'm Liam Dalborn. And here are today's headlines. New Yorkers could see some significant
1: snowfall tonight and into tomorrow. A winter storm watch has been issued for New York City, and other parts of the tri-state should also be advised for some snow. Harlem
0: and the Bronx could receive anywhere from 4 to 8 inches of snow. Staten Island, Brooklyn, and the south shore of Long Island are projected to see 2 to 4 inches. Wind
1: gusts are expected to reach 15 to 25 miles per hour. Snowfall is expected to be heaviest between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow, so New Yorkers should take note for their morning commute.
0: New Yorkers will no longer be surprised by credit surcharges at their local bodegas.
1: That's because of a new state law that goes into effect this week. It will inform customers using a credit card about any additional fees or surcharges on their purchases. Governor Hochul signed the bill
0: into law in December. Businesses will now be mandated to display the surcharge prices before you buy. That could either be by displaying the total price of service, including the surcharge, or by showing the card and cash prices side-by-side. But the
1: new law does not apply to debit cards. Governor Holko says the new measure is a key way for businesses to build trust with their communities. New York City
0: police hosted their annual State of the NYPD address, and WFUV's Lainey Nguyen reports on the force's updated crime statistics and new uses of technology.
2: NYPD Commissioner Edward Cabin says that overall crime is down since 2022. He says a big part of the decline in crime can be attributed to Mayor Adams.
3: I don't think the NYPD has ever had a stronger ally in City Hall.
2: The address also covered a couple of new pieces of NYPD technology, like Apple AirTags to track vehicles and surveillance drones. This comes shortly after the City Council's decision to override Mayor Adams' veto of the How Many Stops Act. I'm Lainey Nguyen, WFUV News.
0: Moving on, New York is
1: expanding a curfew to additional migrant shelters. This comes after multiple violent incidents linked to migrant shelter residents gained national attention in recent
0: weeks. The curfew will be in place from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. at 20 shelter locations starting today.
1: City officials initially placed a curfew on four shelters
0: last month in response to neighborhood complaints. But the 24 shelters that are now subject to the restrictions represent just a fraction of the more than 200 facilities currently housing over 65,000 migrants. A collection of Elton John's iconic costumes and memorabilia is now on display at Rockefeller
1: Center. That's right, Liam. Christie's auction house is featuring some of the artist's most prized possessions for the public's viewing. The display features a variety of possessions
0: from John's Atlanta home on Peachtree Road. That includes a collector's edition pinball machine, costumes from the star's personal closet, and pieces from his jewelry and watch
1: collection. But the exhibit won't be available for long. But the exhibit won't be available for long. Christie's plans to auction off all the pieces.
0: It's free to attend and open to the public now until February 21st. 34 years ago today, in 1990, MC Hammer released his album, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. The record included Hammer's hit song, You Can't Touch This.
1: You can't touch this. You can't touch this. That song, of course, samples Super Freak. The song has since been used by artists like Jay-Z and most recently, Nicki Minaj. At the same time,
0: some hip-hop fans criticized MC Hammer for relying too much on sampling older songs
1: on his singles. But the rapper's
0: infectious dancing and swagger were
1: undeniable. Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him received five Grammy nominations and You Can't Touch This won multiple times at the American Music Awards.
0: As the 2024 presidential election approaches, there's a growing sentiment that individuals involved in insurrection should be legally disqualified from appearing
1: on the ballot. To learn more about this position, WFUV's Jay Doherty spoke with Randy Mastro, who serves as the chair of Citizens Union a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting good governance. He's leading an effort to reimagine New York's election system.
2: Can you explain Citizens Union's recent advocacy to remove from the ballot candidates who participated in insurrection? How does this help advance democracy?
3: Well, of course, this has become an important national issue where state after state is now deciding who was qualified or disqualified uh, from the ballot under the 14th Amendment. Colorado and Maine, through the different mechanisms of their state's laws, uh, have reached that determination and the issue has reached the Supreme Court. New York, it turns out, didn't really have an effective mechanism for dealing with this issue. Um, so what Citizens Union has proposed is that in in that event, the Attorney General should uh, be permitted in the event of such a deadlock um, to review and make the determination on qualification or disqualification yeah the the question of whether someone who has engaged in insurrection to circumvent our democracy uh, is a question that's important at every level of government local state and federal
2: do you hope that other states will follow and place this power with the attorney general Or does Citizens Union propose a broader mechanism that's universal to all the states to determine who can be on the ballot?
3: It is up to each state to make determinations as to whether someone qualifies or is disqualified under their state ballot. But the 14th Amendment gives states the right to have disqualification under circumstances where someone is found to have engaged in insurrection, who was a public officer and violated their oath by engaging in insurrection.
2: What would you say to someone who says that disqualifying candidates, even if they're corrupt or they violated their oath, actually makes elections less free?
3: I think we have to go back to the origins of the 14th Amendment. The origins, of course, are in the aftermath of the Civil War. And whether those who led that insurrection um, and the South's attempted succession, whether those individuals would still be eligible to run for office in the South, where they remained very popular, even though they had undermined their, their oaths. They had fomented insurrection. They had tried to break up the union and undermine our democracy. Um, so someone who has held public office, who's taken that oath, and then laments insurrection to undermine uh, a, a democratic free, fair, and open election, States should have the right to decide to disqualify that candidate from appearing on the ballot, because that individual may be inclined to do the same thing again. And that is antithetical to our democracy.
2: A lot of these issues can be very intimidating. What would you say to everyday people who want to support the mission of democracy in their communities?
3: The most important thing that we can do as New Yorkers and as Americans is to vote is to participate in the process, to advocate in the process, to petition our government to do better, to demand that our government do better. First and foremost, get out and vote. Get out and support candidates who reflect your values. And in the case of Citizens Union, the candidates who reflect those values are those who stand up for good government, who stand up for accountability and transparency in government, and who stand up for the rule of law, and free and fair and open elections.
1: That was WFUV's Jay Doherty talking about Citizen Union's effort to exclude insurrectionist candidates from the New York City ballot. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV.
0: And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: I'm Ben Oppenheimer.
0: And I'm Liam Dalborn, And that's What's What.